Welcome to The Lovers, The Dreamers, The, the podcast, podcast, starring Joey Love and Michaela Burridge. Welcome back to The Lovers, The Dreamers, The Podcast. It's good to be back recording. Um, we have a very special summer episode ready for you guys. Um, we are looking at some of our favorite summery vibe Muppets slash Sesame Street slash all Henson related products that are uh, in the spirit of the summer, in the spirit of, you know, these months that kids get to just hang out and, <laughs> and, you know, not be in school and all that good stuff. So for this episode, we have done a deep dive slash review of Muppets Treasure Island. And let me just out myself before someone else does it. <laughs> I, I had not seen the movie in my collective memory. I'm sure that as a child, I probably saw it at some point, but Jeremiah made a reference to it at dinner last night, and I didn't get it, so he immediately texted Joey. Mm. We're sitting right there in the Olive Garden. Jeremiah picks up his phone. I'm like, are you tattling on me? Yeah. Are you telling Joey? When I got when I got that message, I was like, I'm going to roast her so hard. Like, that's all I could think about was that how... I just don't know how you've gone your adult life without I watching feel like this. I just assumed that I had seen it, and so I just hadn't watched it again. Like, it's one of those things that's so much in, like, you know, that I just assumed that I would have seen at some point. And I'm, like I said, I'm sure that I did when I was younger, and I right. still remember it. But, no, I also have a terrible memory when it comes to movies, which is why I'm glad I took notes, because I literally watched it maybe six hours ago, and... I will be referencing the notes, but no, it's like I said, I have a terrible memory. Like I know that I've seen all the Marvel movies, but if you ask me what happened in like Iron Man two, I don't know. Yeah, that's fair. Do um, I know who Iron Man is? Yeah, sure. I like, do, yeah, the but, green one. <laughs> you know, <laughs> the one that goes the, the Hulk shield smash. thing, right? <laughs> yeah. But no, I I have the memory of a goldfish. No, I I have seen this movie a handful of times prior to our current watching I don't remember when the first time that I watched it was but I did watch it like as one of the first things that I watched when Disney Plus came out because mm. I was like oh just trying to find something to watch that was you know at the time like everyone was watching The Mandalorian and everyone was watching like whatever was yeah. like the brand new things um, and so I wanted to give Muppets Treasure Island some love and then I watched it probably another time in between that and now, so um, it was definitely due for a rewatch, and mm. I'm glad that I did. But let's just dive right into yeah. it and just talk about this movie. So, um, first off, I think that the opening song yes. does does such a good job of setting the tone for this mm -hmm. movie. Like it's it's got like a little bit of. Not, I don't want to say horror, but, like, a little bit more of, like, suspense yeah. with the comedy added to it. Like, um, I just kept thinking that it sounds like the beginning of something epic. Like, yeah. you know, the beginning of, like, Les Mis is really what I kept thinking for some reason. Like, Les Mis or the beginning of, like, Sweeney Todd. Like, something that's, like, 
oh, this is going to be good, you know, like yeah. building that anticipation. And I think there's, I, and I, I refer, referenced this a lot in my notes of the Brian Henson Disney movies mm-hmm. of Muppets Treasure Island and Muppets Christmas Carol do a very good job at like pretty much doing the exact same thing, but like differently enough that you're not like, this is just a rehashing yeah. of, you know, one or the other. Um, because like, it's the same thing where it's, they set up this vibe with that very first song in, in mm-hmm. Muppet's Christmas Carol, where it's like, you know, we're, we're being introduced to Scrooge. It's the same thing where it's like, we're being introduced to the world of pirates. We're yeah. being introduced to the world of Treasure Island. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just was loving the, uh, the song itself, but also just the puppets that were, they were using yes. that specific the flea puppet that they use uh-huh. in both of those movies as well as Elmo and Grouchland, like is one of my favorite like random like like just random background muppets. I I always love the like random animals. My first note here is love the alligator at the beginning. <laughs> I don't know why that one stuck out That's to me. One. He just I don't know. He looked appropriately frightening like an alligator, but I also just wanted to squeeze him. Which, I, I mean, recurring theme for us. Yeah, it's just wanting to I just squeeze, want to squeeze the Muppets. Just squeezing the Muppets. I just want that alligator to kiss me on the forehead while I'm walking. <laughs> just me. I want to pay hundreds just, of dollars just for me. just me. In, in the Muppets Treasure Island. <laughs> um, yeah, because I, I also was, like, writing the specific side background characters that... Um, because I really like the flea one, and I like the, like character skull puppets that yeah, were like a little bit more cool. goofy looking. I thought they were really neat. Yeah. Um, there were just so many. Yeah. This, like the cast Like is... how many Muppets do you think were in, like were used in this movie? I would say upwards of a hundred. I was going to say like probably about a hundred because you got like in that opening song Yeah, oh my God, itself, just that alone. you probably got at least 30, 35 Muppets yeah. like just there. That and don't then, really get used again. Yeah, and then and then when they're on the the boat, I mean, yeah. they have like that, that's a giant collection it's a of... a huge cast. Yeah, and also like... There's a lot of Muppets. Like, I mean, we'll we'll talk about this when we get towards talking about, like, our introduction to Jim Hawkins. But um, there's a lot of Muppets that, like, they use in this movie that I wish that they had used elsewhere, too. Yeah. Like, they're, they're so underutilized of, like, I know that they've used, and I, I can't exactly remember where they used them besides this, but like the clueless Morgan mm-hmm. one and, and Polly and there was like some of the background characters that we definitely have seen in Muppets Christmas Carol as well. Yeah. Um, like I know that they have used them, but there were ones that like, you're, we're never going to see like blind pew. I've yeah. Where, where the heck are you going to see him ever again? Like mm-hmm. that's, and he's such a good oh, yeah. character. No, too. so good. Um, but I also... Also, like, pretty scary. Yeah. I was thinking... Well, the, the one that scared... That creeped me out the most was after Blind Pew leaves to give Billy Bones the uh, black spot, mm-hmm. and then he, they come back in. The, it's the wolf puppet yeah. with, the, with the glazed eye. Yes. Yo, that... 
that Muppet is freaky. Mm-hmm. And I, because, like, some of them, I'm like, like the alligator and like Blind Pew and like um, uh, some of the ones that were on the pirate ship. I'm like, oh, they're cute. I want to cuddle them. I want to love yeah. them. I want an action figure of them. Like, I wrote that a bunch of times. I'm like, I want an action figure of blank. Mm-hmm. But I don't want an action figure of that that the wolf dog. that wolf dog thing. He was yeah. a little scary looking. <laughs> yeah. No, there were I don't, there were so many though that I was like, man, I'd love like Clueless. I, I want more Clueless. Clueless Morgan is probably is like one of the one of the unsung heroes of this yeah. movie. I don't know if he's my favorite, but like no, but he's he's definitely I did appreciate like. Appreciate him. Um, I also really enjoyed the. Uh, I mean, Muppets are not the Muppets without a good fourth wall break. Oh my gosh, um, I wrote down so many like specific quotes. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I have I have some of the the my favorite quotes in here. I mean, the uh, your roast suckling potatoes and uh, and sorry. like sorry yeah. sorry like I think no I, I love that I wrote down um, it was early on in the movie. It's only my third note, but I think it's. Either Gonzo or Rizzo says, and this is supposed to be a kid's movie. Yeah, he, he, di- he died? And this is supposed to be a kid's movie yeah. when Billy Bones dies? I wrote that down, too. <laughs> I love that. Um, I also, before that, just so I don't forget to say it, this is specifically, I wrote, Gonzo and Rizzo are the most fashionable Muppets. Discuss. So, let's discuss. Let's discuss it, yeah. Um, they always look so good. They do a good job at making... Well, Gonzo is a fashion icon in himself. It's I mean, true. he he truthfully, like, his outfits in the 90s and 2000s are exactly what, like, you know, certain people of, you know, various demographics are wearing today. Yeah. It's like, like, you know, this is just a style now, but, like, Gonzo was doing it back He's then. He's a trendsetter. He is. Um, but I think they do a good job of like at the of the pairing of them, making mm-hmm. them look good together. They look they just look so natural in any costumes you put them in. Um, not to like this is gonna be a very like bubble tangent. Have you seen the meme of Muppets Christmas Carol Gonzo next to Timothy Chalamet from the Wonka I trailer? Have, yes. It's so funny. He, he <laughs> Gonzo did it first. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> um I I also in a similar vein to them being fashion icons, I wrote down when they appeared on the screen and they, they started talking and the fourth wall break, I wrote down, what is the Muppet, what does this movie look like if Gonzo and Rizzo are not Jim's friends, but rather narrators of mm. the story? So like, more of like a Christmas Carol style. Yeah, like, and I, I think that's like, that is one of those major details that does separate this movie from that from movie. That, yeah. Because they get to be a part of mm-hmm. the story rather than being, like, the the omnipotent, like, storyteller. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I, I really enjoyed them being just involved in mm-hmm. the story, but I, it made me wonder, like, what if, what if they're just, like, pirates that are hanging out there and they're, like, reading text from the story? I think I, I would like... And I think it goes both ways between this and Christmas Carol. Like... I would have liked to see them narrate this one, just. But I think it would really change the feeling of it. Yeah. And I, part of me would also like to see them just be, you know, hanging out in Christmas Carol, not like telling the story, but just like being around. But oh, I love, I love Charles Dickens Gonzo so much. Charles Dickens Gonzo is probably one of the best like Gonzo costumes, like yeah. like top five. Because I'm thinking about him, like, in his, like, 
Evil Knievel outfit and his like his pirate outfit is, is his pretty pirate good. It's really good. Yeah, it's it's I do enjoy pirate outfit. But um yeah, I mean yeah. I just I just want I wish Rizzo was still being utilized because this is this Me is Me too. The, I miss Rizzo so much. Like the, the the combination of the two of them in in all of this of being, you know, pirates or narrators or 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 whatever, just friends in general is just like I miss yeah. that dynamic. Me too. And I love Pepe, but like nothing's gonna Nothing beats nothing's Gonzo, gonna beat Gonzo and Rizzo. Rizzo. Yeah, exactly. I also like that Rizzo's only personality trait throughout this movie specifically is just I'm hungry. Like that's it was insane. <laughs> because like I'm 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 like watching it and I'm like, huh, he just like and he does that is a part of his trait because we've watched some other things that he's been in and he's just like he's like Ooh, an apple. Oh, an ice cream. Like, <laughs> but, but like, I was like, this this movie really is like more heavy handed. I felt yeah. like in in the character in his like flanderization of him of just being like his character trait is he eats food. Mm-hmm. Watching him eat that chicken, kind of disturbing. Not gonna lie. <laughs> there's something, there's something unsettling about like this like, unseasoned chicken being yeah. devoured by a small rat. Yeah. It's not not anything I that I want to see. I didn't love it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, didn't, I, I, didn't, I didn't love it. Yeah. Not my favorite part of the movie. Um, also, I believe around the same time, I wrote, dollar sign eyes gonzo is so scary. I literally have that in Please there. Please discuss. I have um, gonzo money eyeballs made me uncomfy. Yeah. <laughs> is literally what I wrote. I had a feeling that a lot of our notes would overlap. Yeah, because I have I have like uh, there's a bunch of like just random quotes. Like one yeah. of the, one of them prior to that was <laughs> I really liked I'll wash, I'll dry, I'll break. <laughs> yeah, I like that too. <laughs> but god, gonzo's money eyes and like to a lesser extent Rizzo's X the little eyes? eyes, yeah. They're no, the money eyes freaks me out. Well, okay, so I think the reason Gonzo's eyes freaks me out more than Rizzo's is because Rizzo's eyes are so small that I don't think I notice them as much anyway. Gonzo's eyes take up a whole lot more real estate of his face. Mm. If that makes sense, yeah. And I like I noticed that first, and I was like, oh, Rizzo's eyes are also weird, but no, I yeah, did, no. did not like dollar sign eyes. I they gave off some a similar vibe that. Doesn't make me as uncomfortable, but did make me uncomfortable as a kid in Muppets from Space mm-hmm. when Gonzo gets electrocuted. Yeah. And he just looks like, like, just, it's just barbecued Gonzo. And his, his eyes are just glowing yellow. Yes. And it's like. No, that's terrifying. It's, it's horrifying. Also crazy, um, Muppets Haunted Mansion, old Gonzo. Oh, I forgot about Why is it always Gonzo? But yeah. that one, I, I would argue that. Muppets Haunted Mansion, old Gonzo is the scariest. I gotta look up a picture of him again, Let but me, I do I do remember going that's I remember horrifying. watching it for the first time and being like, This is so great, this is so fun. Oh my god. Um also the random side tangent about Muppets Haunted Mansion of the John Stamos scene also being like kinda strange and also a little horrifying. Yeah. <laughs> Just, just definitely, definitely. I don't even want to have this on my phone, Joey. <laughs> oh yeah, 
Yeah, yeah. No, that's yeah horrifying. Also back to like the yellowy eyes. Yeah, I think Gonzo with yellow eyes is just yeah. it's just something creepy about it, and I don't like. Let's look it. at this nice picture of Gonzo to get back in the spirit. Aww, Aww. look at it. he's so cute. In um, another dapper little suit. Yeah, Gonzo's a trendsetter. What he truly, he truly has so guy. many good good uh, outfits. He does. Um, now around this time, in terms of the movie, we also have our introduction to Jim Hawkins, and we have that first song from him as yes. well. Um, how do you feel about that song in terms of... Compared like, to other songs in the movie, it wasn't quite as memorable as some of the others. Yeah. I th- it's. I also, fr- I wish they would let that kid sing in his actual voice range. Yeah. I was thinking that too because I was like, the song is just like I get that he's like a little boy, but right. his voice has definitely changed a little bit more than they're letting him. Well, yeah, because he talks like he's got he's got a bit of a register like this, you know, like talking like that. But then when he sings, let the records show that Joey did a weird thing with his arms. Yeah, I was well, I was doing Muppet arms, even though it's a it's a human child. But I just assume <laughs> that I just assume that whenever you're on set and they're like, okay, we want to. We want you to do this British accent, and the kid's like, got it. And then he, and he, he's like, hello, it's me. I'm a, I'm a small boy. And then they're like, um, can you not do it with the arms? <laughs> and he's like, got it, got it. And he starts doing it with his legs. <laughs> so I'm going to start telling Joey at work, can you not do that with the arms? Can I do it? As I'm just like, wee! <laughs> um, but also, a, 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 the, yeah, I... I I don't. I think that movie is, or not movie. That song is just like it's. Yeah. It's. It's definitely my like skip song in the movie. Yeah, my thing is, in really any movie where, in a Muppet movie where there are humans singing and it's mostly the humans singing, those are typically my least favorites. The exception being Amy Adams singing Meat Party. See, but I also enjoy. Um, I mean, it's very short, but I enjoy the um, Tex Richmond oh. song in, <laughs> yeah. in The no, Muppet. No, I, I did forget about that one. Um, and, <laughs> and I mean, Tim Curry's song in this is also pretty good, too. But it's also, but like, also there's... Tim Curry. I mean, that's true. It's like a human walking Muppet. Yeah. Um, I think my issue isn't so much humans, it's children. <laughs> and I think that's actually... <laughs> Probably gotta, just a life philosophy yeah, for me. I gotta, My I gotta, issue isn't humans, it's children. Children, yeah. <laughs> I got a problem with kids. <laughs> My God, that's so funny. <laughs> now, I don't know if you noticed this, and maybe I'm pulling this out of thin air, but as I was watching the movie, when things were starting to go wrong, mm-hmm. the sets were built on like a Dutch angle. And, like, the cameras would be, like, you know, doing, like, Definitely a similar Definitely more thing. tilty camera work. Yeah, and I was, like, I was, like, huh, that's an interesting, like, film choice. And for, for those of you listening that don't know what, like, a Dutch angle is, it was created to, like, give this sense of um, unsettled nature to when you're watching something that the camera would just be tilted at like a 45 degree angle so it's like it's a very like uh hitch hitchcock and kubrick type of thing so it's not something that you really necessarily expect in a muppets movie but i was like noticing it and i was like huh something 
bad is about to happen. And then, boom, blind view. Mm. And it's like, ooh, something bad's about to happen. Oh, we're finding out about Long John Silver. Like, yeah. so. I, I usually catch those things more in, like, the music. Okay. And the underscoring. Um, but, of course, this definitely had that as well. Yeah. It's, I, I'm definitely a someone who has a director background. I feel like yeah. I, I'm more keen to pick up on that visually. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially as someone who, like, I do sing, but I don't. Yeah, like, See, I'm not, I have I'm, more, of a, right. more of a music background. Exactly. Like, so Which is I, why we work so well together. It does. It's like, it's like we just watch Muppets things, and then we can just go, like, huh, like, did you notice that visually? Did you notice that orally? Like, so mm-hmm. works out. But, um, but, yeah, Blind Pew, his entrance... Pretty epic. Like yeah. I, I forgot about him. To Those be honest, dudes are frightening. He kind of scared. <laughs> like I forgot about when he calls Jim Hawkins. Like ah, oh, little girl. Yeah. <laughs> like stroking his face. Be like oh, it's it's a little it's a little uncomfy. Yeah. But um. There were definitely a lot of lines in this movie that I was like, mm, probably wouldn't probably wouldn't say that today, especially a lot of the like. Like, I wrote down a couple of, like, the kind of jabs at Disney, too. Yeah. Um, I think it comes quite a while later, so I'll talk about it then. But yeah, I... I'm sure we wrote down the same one. We definitely... Like, I have a lot of a lot of the similar notes to you, because after... after Obviously, I wrote down about the he died line, but um, mm-hmm. speaking of that, the Billy Bones death scene is probably one of my favorite scenes in the entire movie. Oh, yeah. I, I like, Jim, 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 Jimmy, Jim, Jim. Like, it's, <laughs> no, I'm not Jimmy, Jim, Jim, Jimmy. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> as he's holding Gonzo's nose. Yeah. Oh, and prior to that, when he called him Hose Nose, <laughs> yeah. so good. Um, but I also liked the Henry Kissinger diplomacy book. Yes, like that. I noticed that too. <laughs> that was, I thought that was so funny. Like, it's such, like, I feel like that's the thing about these these movies versus like Disney now owning the Muppets yeah. is that I feel like they're willing to do a couple of those types of jabs yeah. and a couple of those like jokes that are like a little bit more for the audience, a little bit more for the adults, whatever that may be. Yeah. Um, but not as like, and I don't know if that's not as hard hitting as the, as these ones are because yeah. I don't, and I don't know if that's because like this is the nineties or if it's because you know. Disney was outsourcing yeah. this, so I I I don't know one way or the other, but I know that that's something that they just like won't probably do mm-hmm. anytime soon. But I don't know who knows. But um, also uh, we talked about this already, but the the spire the spider pirate uh, being Joe, what's his name? Joe something from the Christmas Carol movie. Yes. Yeah. When when like when Scrooge's dead and yeah, they're, selling, they're was, selling his stuff. I was like, I was like, oh, that's, I know that guy. That, I was like, hey, hey, I know, <laughs> I know, you? I know you. I've seen you in something else. <laughs> um, Joey, is it Christmas yet? <laughs> I, I love that Christmas I, Carol I, so I, much. I, so for everyone listening to that, we have talked about already that, and, and this is a little bit of a spoiler, but not Really, because you're listening. It's a predictable um, spoiler. Yeah, that once Christmas time comes around and the holiday time, we're going to be talking a lot about more of the holiday stuff. So we're going to probably spend most of November and December probably just doing a lot of reviews uh, like this. So if this is something that you're into and you like this episode, bam, 
This is going to be your bread and butter come like November when we're talking about Muppets Christmas Carol and Emmett Otter's Jugman Christmas and like you know the Sesame letters Street from Santa. yeah letters from Santa and the Sesame Street Christmas special like we we love the holidays we love Christmas time um, so we're already ready for it but we got to get through the summer first that's I hate summertime. <laughs> That's such a heated sentence. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a child anymore, so summer simply doesn't matter to me, Joey. I mean, I'm hot, I'm sticky, I'm uncomfortable. I mean, that's valid. I, I also like I'm, it. I, Joey and I also work entirely outside. Yeah, so. I mean, I'm not a big fan of the heat and being in the summer months as well. So it's it's, I feel that. I've said a lot of really heated things this episode. Yeah, I know. You're like you're you're getting into like your controversial era, and I, I like am. it. Be like, you have, you, have, you have any other any other controversial statements that you want to just get out? I'm sure I'll think of something. Okay, um, uh, let's let's skip ahead in the, in the movie and <laughs> let's let's talk about your favorite character of of the Muppets um, in the, in this movie. Ozzy Um Mr. I love that guy, Mr. Mr. Bimbo. Mr. Bimbo, that I wrote down, Mr. Bimbo. That's my Me nickname too. in high school. <laughs> I just wrote down Mr. Bimbo laughing, crying emoji. <laughs> um, also, new merch just dropped. We need to have I smell a bozo on a t-shirt. <laughs> that, that is a great line. I smell a bozo is so funny. Yes. <laughs> um, but Fosse was so good. At, he's surprisingly self-aware in this movie. He is. Like, he's, he's just like, he's kind of just like, yep, this is Mr. Bimbo. He's the guy that lives in my finger. What's that, Mr. Bimbo? Oh, yeah. I'm talking to my finger? Yeah, cool. And it's like... I love him. All right. <laughs> um, also, Muppets and Wigs. I love Muppets and Wigs. Muppets and Wigs is very funny. It's so funny. Kermit was a little bit unsettling with when you see his wig. Yeah. Because I just think that... Oh, I do have another controversial opinion. Okay. Not Kermit's best movie. Kermit kind of played one note the whole time. Yeah, he's not... He is definitely not the focal point of this movie. And he's not necessarily supposed to be, I suppose, but, like, he didn't make me cry at any time. Right, he doesn't make me cry. Actually, I didn't cry at all. No, I didn't cry in this movie, but the only time that I think that he's stronger in this movie, which is kind of funny for what I'm about to say, is when he's like holding Miss Piggy yes. and like that, that sequence because, and like as we go on, that's like obviously later in the movie. So we'll talk about it a little bit more then, but I think that is probably the strongest song mm-hmm. in the movie as well. So I think yeah. that that's like the best part in it because like, obviously the objective best song of the movie, I think is different than my favorite yeah. song in the movie. Um, but I think objectively speaking, I think that is the best written. That is the mm-hmm. best, like, produced sequence in the film. Um, but other than that, yeah, I agree. I don't think Kermit is very, like, he, he truly kind of, like, it's from the first beat where he's just yeah. kind of, like, and I don't know how much of that is, like... Is that a character choice? Yeah, is that, like, is that, like, what they were, like, trying to, like, tone it down so that we're not, like, focused on Kermit? Or is this just, like, I don't know, this, like, you, Steve Whitmire was just not hitting this I'm, time. I'm always focused on Kermit. Yeah. It's hard not to be. I mean, he... He's Kermit. He's, he's literally Kermit. <laughs> yeah. Um, I almost was totally mixed up 
this and the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> no spoilers yet. No spoilers. <laughs> um, but I, um, I, I really loved everybody in this movie, but Kermit definitely is like lower on my list. But speaking yeah. of characters that I friggin love in this movie let's talk about tim curry yeah like i mean because that's pretty much like the next thing that happens in this movie is is our introduction to him Mm -hmm. um from the get-go i mean he is just a present he always is and and it's 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 what a joy what a gift that man is i'm like in the same way that we feel about muppets christmas carol of like what a gem of a movie i'm so glad Mm. that this exists in our life I don't necessarily feel that strongly yeah. in that sense about this movie, but I do feel that strongly about Tim Curry being in a Muppets movie. Yes. I think it just makes so much sense because like you said before, like he is just like a human Muppet. Yeah. You know, he, he fits, he fits the essence so well from, from the beginning. And like, yeah. even though like, you know, the, the story of Treasure Island is kind of, like, one of those classic tales that, like, most people or many people know the, the storyline, know mm-hmm. the plot points. So, like, we know that he's going to turn around and you're going to re-reveal that he's going to be the bad guy. But even yeah. still, like, even though you're not surprised, you're like, he plays it yeah. well. Um, and so He's I, very endearing. He's, like, yeah. like you said, we all, we all know from the beginning, like, he's the, he's the bad guy. Right. But you're still, like, when he's in the kitchen and whatever and being so nice to them, like, oh, you know, help yourselves to the food and whatever. Like, it's like, oh, he's just a, just a nice guy. Yeah, I, I, I wrote down somewhere later in, the, in my notes um, something to the effect of, like, he is the perfect villain. Like, mm-hmm. I love him through the entirety of the movie. Even but when he is the bad guy, I'm like, oh, I'm still kind of rooting for you right. a little bit. Because that's what I was, I was saying that, like, he, he is truthfully a villain that you are, like, you love him, but you're also able to hate him yeah. for the right reasons. Yeah. And it was like, even when the credits were rolling, it was like, I was glad to see that, like, He's just getting to be on an island suffering hearing dad jokes for the rest of his life. It's like insane. and it's like <laughs> but like he he plays it with such heart and I think that like that scene towards the end where like I mean we're jumping from you know point to point, but um that scene at the end where he's holding the gun mm. and he's got it at Jim mm-hmm. and Jim's like about to blow the whistle and they're just like in tears with each other. Yeah. So it's, and I think that's the best acted scene for Jim as well. Yeah. He's just and bouncing like, off Tim Curry. to him but. too. I mean, it, I can't imagine being a child actor holding up to literally Tim Curry. Yeah. I mean, and the Muppets. It's, I know we, I know it's like kind of uh, a funny thing to, to think about being like, you're, acting alongside the Muppets that mm-hmm. it's like it should be a fun time. But I, I can imagine this kid had like a pretty daunting task yeah. to be around like some pretty heavy hitting actors mm-hmm. plus these like staple, you know, household names. And there names. aren't any other children in the movie. Yeah, no. It's just him and like just a bunch of like, I, I, I think they have a good variety of human actors in mm-hmm. the like background. Um, 
the only human actor that I could have done without being a human is probably Billy Bones. Like, because I, because I could see that being played both ways of having a Muppet do that as well. Yes, but I'm also glad that he was a human. Yeah. I don't think the death scene would have played the same way if he was a Muppet. That's fair. Yeah. Also, I, I would be more upset to watch a Muppet die. Well, tell that to Dead Tom. Yeah. <laughs> dead, dead Tom's dead. dead. That's why he's dead Tom. That's why he's dead Tom. Oh, and it just drops him. <laughs> oh, so good. Um, <laughs> um, I, we were talking about the Disney, the Disney jabs. I wrote down that quote of, uh, uh, that, that's funny, a, a singing, dancing, dancing mouse, mouse with his own amusement, amusement park. park. Is, yes, that is, is exactly what I wrote. It's so good. Because I like Polly. I yeah. Also, when Polly came onto the screen, um, because Polly is a uh, talking lobster, but has the like voice and essence of like a pirate's parrot, um, I was like, I recognize that voice. And mm. I knew right away that that was Kevin Clash. Mm. Um, and um, I really enjoy watching the 90s era Muppets and Sesame Street stuff that Kevin Clash is a part of. Yeah. Because I think, I don't know what it is about his vocal quality that, like, I always liked him as uh, a kid as well and someone when I was, like, finding out that, like, you know, there's somebody behind all these things that Mm -hmm. I was like, you know, I love Jim Henson and I love Frank Oz and I love, you know, everybody who's come in between. But there was something about him in the 90s that, like, yeah. really, really hit for me. And I guess, and it also probably has to do with, like, my love for Elmo. And, yeah. And, and like, know, our age as yeah, well. Yeah, and our, like, yeah, exactly. The characters that we're growing up with. Yeah. Um, but he plays Polly so well. And also he plays Spam at the, at the end, too. I have a, a fun fact about him. Oh, what's, what's the fun fact? Do you want me to tell you now or when we get there? Uh, I guess we can we can wait. Well, we're already talking about it. Okay, um, that character, the name Spam, actually caused a lawsuit from Spam. Did it really now? Yeah, because they were like, "That's our like trademarked name or whatever," and now like we don't want it associated with anything else. So then, in like, um, like the Muppets, uh, like the racing video game, his name doesn't show up as Spam; it shows up as Pig Chief. Huh. And in any, like, promotional material or whatever after the release of the movie, if there's, like, a picture of him and there's, like, a caption on the picture, it says Pig Chief. Interesting. Yeah. I did not know that. That, like, that, that doesn't surprise me, though. I feel like that's, that's like, it, that gives off very similar vibes to yeah, um, the Barbie... A Mattel lawsuit with Aqua when the Barbie Girl song came out, where like oh. <laughs> we don't we don't want this associated with our with our brand and suing Aqua. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I didn't. Wow, I didn't know that. That's, that's yeah. Really let me find the quote because I had looked up the cast like just like on Wikipedia it was the first thing that came up. So I'm just going to read directly from Wikipedia. Right. The Hormel Foods Corporation, creators of Spam, sued Jim Henson Productions for using the name Spam for one of the film's tribal pig characters. 
The judge dismissed their suit on September 22, 1995, after a trial for failure to prove damages, noting one might think Hormel would welcome the association with a genuine source of pork. When Spam appeared as a racing boss in Muppet Race Mania, he was credited as pig chief. Yeah, I feel like that's one of those things where it's like, I, I get it from the perspective of being like, this might damage our brand, but when it's something like The Muppets or like yeah. a fun little song, it's like, wouldn't you think that this would drive more people to want to buy your product or you know grab your thing? But hey, there's a reason why I'm not so. in marketing, so I don't know. But that's that's so interesting. Um, what I forget what I was gonna say. That was that was how embarrassing. Literally on an audio an audio media going what and in silence. <laughs> um, I, I was just reading some of my notes, and the next character that I have up here is uh, Sam Eagle as Mr. Arrow. Um, I think that's probably the one of the better fits. Yeah. Um, however, I don't know if I would think that Sam Eagle would be that gullible. Yes. That, I agree. that was that was like one of the like things where I'm like. I love thinking of the Muppets as, and we've, we've kind of touched on this before, where it's like, I love thinking of the Muppets as like, you know, this is Kermit is the famous actor. Mm-hmm. He's playing He's this playing role, Captain right? Smith. So yeah. it's like, this is an example of where Sam the Eagle is playing Mr. Arrow, and Mr. Arrow would be gullible, but then like off screen, he's like, <laughs> like, he's like I would never do that. Like, yeah. you know, so. No, very true. I, I just didn't, it was like, if the, it, without that line of thinking, I'm like, this this character development is not, like, it's very similar to me, to, to the line of thinking of, like, Buzz Lightyear in Toy Story 4, mm. where they just kind of throw out all the character development, and he just kind of becomes, like, dumb. Yeah. It's like, and it's, and it's, like, very much to a lesser extent right here, but it's like, uh, Sam would, would not fall for that, I don't yeah. think. But... I could be wrong. He also has, like, a weird character shift from, like, when we see him leave on the boat to when we see him again at the end. And, like, yeah, you've been, like, out to sea. But, I don't know. Something, like, felt weird. Like, it was just kind of like, okay, and I'm back. There was no, like, I've been lost at sea for a very long time now. Yeah. You know. I do think that the ghost, the ghost of... Uh, Mr. Arrow. That is very funny. Is a really like, just boogie boogie boogie. Is, yeah. is very funny. Um, I I think that's one of my favorite. Um, have we already passed? Um, oh, I wrote down that I liked the brandy scene when Long John's trying to pour the brandy to do the toast, and Kermit's like, "No alcohol," and Fozzie throws it out the window. He's like, "But please!" It, like they keep like tossing this very like expensive seeming like. Yeah, I have that. You know, in, nice brandy out the window. I thought that was funny. Yeah, I have I have that in here as well. Of I, I like the little, um, like that was just a very like Kermit and Fozzie. Yeah. Moment. It's a it's a it's a real good bit. Um, one one of the things I also wrote in here was, I love Sweetums. End of tweet. Yeah. Like I just no big fan. Sweetums in this movie. Like, I love Sweetums. A, a good, I need a, a you to little... use your connection so that I can meet Sweetums. Yeah, we'll have to we'll have to go and talk to him and be like, maybe we can get an interview with Sweetums. With Sweetums. And just be like, Sweetums for the lovers and dreamers of the podcast. Um, how did you feel about 
smacking the bad guys with a giant stick in uh, Muppet's Treasure Island. Yeah. And do you think that's part of training at Muppet Vision 3D? Like, do you have to watch all the movies and know everything about the Muppets? If it's not, it should be. And we have friends that like may or may yeah. want to go back there and work there or like. We you have know, friends that have worked there in the past. And I'm so like, I'm like, we can outsource to figure out. We can. Um, we also have listeners who we do not know super well yet, but when I, I went to Disney's Hollywood Studios last week to do a photo shoot with Scooter and made friends with a couple of the, the fine and lovely cast members working there. So if you guys are listening, yeah. keep up the great work. We'll come visit soon. Yeah, and hit us up on Instagram to let us know what Sweetums' training is like Yeah, because we need to know. Um, I also... Will Sweetums kiss me on the forehead? That, to be determined. It needs to, happen. it needs to happen. Um... I cry. <laughs> uh, welcome to the uh, Caribbean Pirate Cruise. Was that a jab at Pirates of the Caribbean, do you think? Or was that just In like... my head it was, so I'm going to go ahead and believe that it is. Yeah. Um, because I... Because I definitely did the little, like, snort exhale thing. Yeah, I thought, I thought that was... I thought that was funny, and I was like, oh, that was good. Um, and also I thought at this time, around this time too, like we're, because we're, we're a little all over, but the ship just in general, Mm -hmm. how much of that do you think was a practical effect versus like CGI or whatever? Because like there was one point where I was looking at it and I was like, they're lowering the, the Mm -hmm. sails. And I was like, this is probably to scale to the Muppets based on like what we know of like the behind the scenes stuff that we've seen of different Muppets things yeah but like it's still gotta be pretty massive if it's practical and I just kept thinking of you know the behind the scenes clip of Muppets Christmas Carol where it's Michael Caine and he's walking on like the very thin boards yeah so the Muppets can walk next to him I just kept thinking of that and like the number of humans and Muppets, like, so many bodies on that ship at all yeah. times. And every scene was so populated. So I just, I genuinely don't know how that would work. Yeah, the, the all the, all the Muppets that were on there, especially, like, the, the scene where they do the roll, roll call. I love that. Like, it's like, well, Headless Bill, that's good. The Angel Marie so bit, funny. that's good. I like, laughed out loud about that. Um, I LOL, Joey. Yeah. It's, I think that's probably one of my, it's it's so classic Muppets. It is. But. Yeah, like, I, like I wrote down Roll Call. But in that, in that scene alone, you see how many people are, yeah. you know, and, and actors that are not Muppets also there mm-hmm. too. It's like, it's, it's just a huge number. It's a very, it's a full, full ship. Yeah, I'm, I'm very curious to see. I would love, if there's somebody who, who's listening who has a connection to somebody who worked on Muppets Treasure Island, I genuinely need you to be on this podcast because I really need to know how big that yeah. set was because it looks ginormous. And then for it, like, I would be mind-boggling if you, it would be mind-boggling if you were like, oh yeah, it was it was big for like the Muppets, but like it's only about like this big, this wide, and I just like my jaw would be on the floor of just mm. being like, wow, that's a lot of bodies to fit in that area. Yeah. Um, Pirates of Electric Mayhem. Yes. I also, I also love their little costumes. 
I uh, liked when they were like, whose side are we on? <laughs> I don't know, just uh, play the game. You don't ever get into politics. <laughs> it's okay. Um, I did have to remind myself that Lips was not going to be there. Yeah. Was, who was, it was all, it was just what? It was, it was. It was Dr. Teeth, Janice, Floyd, and Zoot. Was Clifford also there? Yes. Or, yeah, and Clifford. Clifford. Okay, yeah, because Clifford has been, because that's what I liked about when we were watching, like, other things. Of Like, I like when I see Lips, but he's not Lips yet, like, in yeah. the sense of, like, of who we know him as now. Um, but, yeah, I was, I was a little sad that he wasn't going to be there as well. I love that guy. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm trying to find, there's, I wrote down, obviously, the um, Bozo line, mm. but I wrote down another one that I was like, this would make such a good, like, shirt for us or something like that, <laughs> um, if I can find it. Um, oh, well, calling guns boom boom sticks is always very funny when they, when, yeah. <laughs> when Spam sees that. Um, oh man, where is that other quote? Because I, I, I know I wrote something down going, this would be great, but I'll, I'll look for it if um, you want to. I wrote something. down, so the part where Gonzo and Rizzo are being tortured and Gonzo's arms are all long. Um, first of all. I don't know if I think that long gonzo was adorable or unsettling. I can't really decide. But... I like stretchy gonzo. <laughs> yeah. I have... I was watching with subtitles because if I am not reading words, I don't understand words. So I want you to know that the captions, when long gonzo was like wiggling his arms around, it said, poodly, poodly, poodly. <laughs> and I just thought that was really funny. Poodly, poodly, poodly is... Poodly, poodly, poodly. Very, very funny. Yes. Um, I just, I found it very amusing. Maybe that was the only thing that I wrote. I did write, Kermit's chest tattoo is so funny. Yeah. Should I get it? <laughs> <laughs> yes. And maybe not on my chest, but... <laughs> no, I think you should. <laughs> get it. I'll get it on my arm with my, with my Kermit tattoo. But... What if you just get tattoos of Kermit doing different things? I want you to get Kermit when he's holding Tiny Tim. Oh, that's a good like one. Like the, like, iconic... Christmas well, Carol. this is also a great segue. I love that Kermit has a, a shooting star moment in this movie as well. Yeah. Like it's like it's like I feel like a Muppets movie is not, and the, and this goes back to us talking about like Brian Henson's movies is like I feel like it's not a Brian Henson Muppet movie without Kermit looking at a shooting star. Yeah. So I thought that was like a nice little a nice little thing that that they had in there. Um, but yeah, I love just like the weekly arm Gonzo. I really, mm-hmm. and also Rizzo hating basketball is very funny to me. Yeah. It's like, it's like, it's like, hey, basketball. And it's like, you're from New Jersey or New York or wherever you're from. Um, but I think. It strikes me as Jersey. Yeah. Um, now let's talk about cabin fever mm-hmm. because that's, that's like the, the, the big, that's, that's the meat yeah. and potatoes of this movie. I feel like so much of the budget of this film went into that scene. Absolutely. Because everyone's in entirely different costumes, those like day-glow neon colors. Yeah. Um, it was just very enjoyable. It's so fun to watch. Now, I remember there was a Muppets sing-along VHS tape, similarly at the time when they were doing like the Disney sing-along VHS tapes. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and I had the one that was like themed to Muppets Treasure Island. And on that tape, they had some of the songs from Muppets Treasure Island, some of the songs that were either like cut from the movie or, oh. or made for this VHS tape, mm. as well as some like summary vibe songs. Cause I okay. know that like Kermit's Kokomo if <laughs> yeah. is, is on that tape as well. <laughs> um, because one of the, one of the, my memories of that tape is watching Cabin Fever and like that was my introduction to that. But there's also a song that Spa-Am sings with um, some of the pigs, but which I know is filmed for the VHS tape because mm. it's like, it's it's filmed on a different like oh. real or whatever like it's like it's like oh this is like pulled like the from the movie yeah this is pulled from the movie this is made obviously for a VHS tape mm-hmm. um but it's called the truffle shuffle i don't know if you've seen it i don't believe so okay um we have a dress that my memory is very small right. but i feel like that is something i would know i feel like we might need to pause where we're at to have you watch it and then go Okay. Can you react to this? Because I think okay. think you would like this. We'll be right back. So we're back. So uh, <laughs> here, how did you feel about that Truffle Shuffle song? Something about it felt vaguely offensive. Like I felt unsettled, and I also didn't like them getting that close to the camera. Yeah. Especially at the end when it's just like the little one getting closer and closer and closer till it fades to black because the face is on the camera and then it just like cuts to Kermit being like, all right, well. That's, that was my introduction to Muppets Treasure Island was, I feel like I watched that tape prior to watching. Yeah, I think so. Because I, I had, I remember watching Muppets Treasure Island like a couple of times prior to this viewing, like I said. Um, and I, when I watched it, I go, where was, where's the truffle shuffle song? And I clearly, it was like, could you imagine if that was in the movie though? How like weirdly out of place that would feel. It, it would feel very much like the, like the, just the random song that's in like, it's, it's got the vibes of like, if you were to put that in this movie to the, um, Gargoyle song in Hunchback of Notre Dame (laughs) or, you know, or like Trash in the Camp. This is very serious. And then all of a sudden they're like. Messing around. Yes, a rumble in the jungle. jungle. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. It is it's such a good, not a good song, but it's such a, it's, <laughs> it's like, it's, I'm it's, glad we paused so I could watch it. Yeah. I, I wanted you to, I wanted you to watch that because I'm I was, glad that I've experienced this I, with you, Jelly. I, ne- I needed you to watch that because that was, that was, I was like, where is the song in this movie? But it's not in there. And I'm glad that it's not because it would definitely make my rating of this movie go down significantly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, is there anything else that we haven't really touched on that you're that you want to talk about with this movie before we talk about our like final? Miss Piggy ratings? kicks butt. Miss Piggy does kick butt in this movie. Um, I'm trying to be very mindful of the words I'm using because we are marked as clean on Apple Podcasts, we are, and I'm scared. <laughs> I don't think I think we're allowed to get away with like with saying certain words, but I do think that she's she definitely she definitely kicks butt in this movie. She and, does. Um and I love that she like that she's saved for the end. 
Yeah. And I she, love their song. That song is is one of the best. It's very in good. in that movie, and I just think that she brings out a lot in Kermit that is not in this movie. Yeah. Like when he's by himself, he's very like one note, and then when he's with her. It's kind of like, I'm still not super in love with him, but at least he's got, like, a second. Yeah. There's something besides, like, just that kind of flat, captain thing. Yeah. Um, I also like, again, another jab at Disney probably is the VIP tour bit. Mm, yeah. Um, I, th- I think that was really funny. Um, Come see the set of Muppets Treasure Island. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that the... Um, the movie itself made me want to watch Treasure Planet. I kept calling it Muppets Treasure Planet this morning when I was telling my mom what we were doing. And I kept starting to type Muppets Treasure Planet and I was like, that's not what it's called. (laughs) Because I, I think, I definitely had seen Treasure Planet prior to watching this movie. Um... Because Treasure Planet came out when we were like, what, five, six, Very seven, young. somewhere around there? Yeah. So. Um, That's another one that I know that I've seen because it was a Disney release at the time that I was that age, but I don't really remember much about it. Yeah. I, I get that and Atlantis confused. Yeah, Atlantis I have not seen as, um, as often as some of the other Disney movies, but mm-hmm. I guess see how that could be. Confusing. They have very similar vibes. The animation style is also pretty similar. Yeah, yeah, and I mean they're released at they're, fairly close times. Yeah, I also um, <laughs> when Gonzo says that his hobby is for like he's got a starfish in his pants. When he started, <laughs> I, thought, I was like, I wrote my hobbies are also to put starfish in my pants. I just thought that was funny. <laughs> 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 not not all my jokes hit. Um, <laughs> Someday, once we're really good at this, we'll do, like, commentary tracks where it's like, all right, everyone, press play now, and then you'll just, like, hear Joey and I talking, like, over the movie. Yeah, I think that would be... That'd we'll be a, figure that out. We'll figure that out. That would be a lot of fun. Um, also, I want a Muppets Treasure Island Pirates of the Caribbean overlay at, because, <laughs> because professional pirate, like, I like... Yes. I think that's probably my, like... If I had to rank my favorite songs, which, like, I'll ask you what your ranking is, I think... My favorite songs are, I don't know if I put Cabin Fever 1 or 2, but Cabin Fever is a lot of fun, but I do think that um, uh, Love Let Us Here is probably my, my top one, yeah, especially the one at the end, at the, the credits. But Love Let Us Here, then Cabin Fever, then Professional Pirate, mm-hmm. I think is probably my rating. I don't know if the Ziggy Marley song at is the end, called? is that a is that an original song to the movie or is that? It is a single from the Muppet Treasure Island original motion picture soundtrack. Okay, because that movie's so that, yes. that song. Okay, then maybe my my, my ranking might change because I, that might, yeah I did really like because that, that song that song might be my second favorite song and then I put Cabin Fever because I think both of those songs mm-hmm. slap like yeah. I think I think that the Ziggy Marley track is a very like it's very island vibes, very like mm-hmm. I would put that in a playlist with like other Ziggy Marley and Bob Marley and Jimmy Buffett songs so, like on a beach. Um, but then Love Let Us Hear I like my last note that I wrote was like I want it's not gonna be our like our 
uh, first dance song at our wedding, but I was like, I want to slow dance at, at my wedding with Jade to be the credits version of Love Let Us Here because I think, mm-hmm. and maybe this is a hot take, but I think Love Let Us Here is the better love song of the two movies. As much as I love uh, Muppets Christmas Carol, you're, <laughs> Michaela's twitching and about, she's hitting me, she's hitting me, <laughs> she's stabbing me, oh no! <laughs> Joey's dead, it's just me now. You can't clap at me, you're dead. You're hearing the last death rattles of Joey Love. It's, it's, it's me coming out of the floorboards as, as Sam Eagle. Boogie, boogie, boogie. <laughs> dead Tom's always been dead. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. It's a hot take, but I stand by it. That is a hot take, but I guess that just means I'm dancing the Muppets Christmas Carol at my wedding. Yeah, there you go. That's, that's how we balance it out. You know, it's like one, like one person gets one Muppet song. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to have to split custody of the Muppet cu- songs. It's like, it's like, we, yeah, your wedding. It's like we write down which Muppets get to attend your wedding and which Muppets get to attend my wedding. And it's like, all right, we have to, we have to divvy it out. That's a good, that's a good. That's a good episode. Good episode. All right. Next, we're going to plan a Muppets wedding. Next episode. Muppets wedding coming soon. <laughs> Maybe not the very next Plot episode. Twist. I'm actually not getting married to a human. <laughs> is Fozzie Bear married? <laughs> I am. I'll be Mrs. Just, Fozzie Bear. Just wanting to be married to Fozzie Bear. Um, uh, I'm just trying to look and see if there's any any other like notes that I've missed that are like that feel super pressing because I have like little like jokes that were in there that <laughs> that I thought were good um, in different characters, but I think um, I really enjoyed the. Clueless Morgan complimenting Long John Silver. Yes, I love that. Like, you're beautiful. You're, you're precious. You're, oh, you're precious. Like I thought, I thought that was really funny. Um, and Swedish Chef, and when <laughs> when the food's like, how else were we supposed to get yes. them in the movie? Like, I also just love Muppet foods. Yeah, I have such a soft spot, especially when it's like the little tomato guy that has come up so many times, like the apples. Yeah, the. I also wrote, and I think this is really fitting, Fozzie Bear turning the pirate ship wheel has such Jungle Cruise vibes mm-hmm. because it does not look like he's steering like a lick of anything. He's no. just like, here's a wheel. <laughs> Same. We're meant to be. Um, but yeah, so overall, I think that this movie is a lot of fun. I think this movie is really cute. I think it's very summary vibes um Michaela what what would your ranking of the songs be who was your favorite character or ranking of characters okay and what would you rate this movie on a scale of Muppets Now to Muppets Christmas Carol okay um so my favorite songs very similar to yours I very much enjoyed Love Let Us Hear and Love Power the Z Marley one Mm. um but the opening song I think might actually be my favorite really Really. I could see that. I mean, it's... it's. It had a very theatrical vibe, like a Broadway theatrical vibe. This movie could easily become like... They could, they could make this into a Broadway play and it would yeah. slap. It, it, would, would, it would translate very well. But I just... I'm a sucker for a good opening number. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I really like that. Um, I... Hmm. I... I think that Gonzo and Rizzo are tied for my favorite Muppets in this movie. Okay. 
because their chemistry is so good, mm-hmm. and I miss that chemistry a lot in more recent works. For sure. Um, and obviously, Tim Curry was the best human. Yeah, Tim Curry. I Curry's. mean, hands down, Tim there's no... Yeah, no, um... Also, uh, the, uh, the, the, like, landlady, barkeeper lady from mm-hmm. the beginning, she was also very good. She's, how does she do that? Yeah. That, that bit was funny. Um... Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, there's like you, you're you're really down to unless you're picking like one of the random side characters. You're really down to just either Jim or Long John Silver, and like out of the two, I mean, Tim Curry is just phenomenal in this movie. Yeah. Um, but I think for me, my favorite Muppet in this movie. Oh my gosh, it's 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 tough. Honorable mention Sam Eagle though. Yeah, Sam Eagle's really great in this. I don't know. I think my my favorite. Muppet in this movie might actually, as we've talked about it, I think it might be Clueless Morgan. Mm. Um, Fozzie's up there too. Yeah. I think like Fozzie might be and like Mr. Bimbo. Mr. Bimbo, yeah. And um, Sam Eagle's really good in this. Um, but yeah, I think like I think in a similar vein to Gonzo and Rizzo's dynamic, I like the dynamic of. Clueless Morgan, Polly, and, um, oh my goodness, what is the little bush with the hat? It's like, that's, that's what I wrote originally. And the then little I, bush. I wrote, I wrote, originally I wrote, um, lobster, <laughs> I wrote lobster, dumb goat, and bush with hat, <laughs> and then when they said their names in the, uh, in the scene where they're doing, like, the road, roll call, that's when I edited it to... Right. Oh, I like when these ones are talking, and I know it's Polly and Clueless Morgan, but I can't remember what the other guy's name is, and yeah. I also don't know where that note is. But I definitely wrote it down. Oh, Mad Monty. Mm. Played by yeah. Jerry Nelson. I'm looking at the Wikipedia. I, I didn't just I, remember that as you said. That, I was like, wow, that's very impressive. Um, yeah, but that makes sense, because he's playing his... Jerry Nelson's doing his... Um, British accent for mm. that character. He also played Blind Pugh. That makes sense. Similar similar voice in there. Um, oh, also Statler and Waldorf being the, the at the front of the boat. Mm. I think that's a lot of that's a fun bit. When they caught Kermit and Piggy at the end, um, and I mean I know it's probably like the same technique that they used, but the way Kermit's just kind of like Meow, kind of <laughs> it reminds me exactly of the end of Muppet Vision when he's on the ladder of the fire truck. Yeah, and just like. I always think that's so funny, and I'm like, "That's not Kermit." It's it, it's a little it's a little. Um, that's not my boy. It's a little uncanny valley. It is. It is exactly. <laughs> like I know what you're. It's like watching the Hall of Presidents, where it's like. It's any animatronic that the mouth is just moving, but the words don't match up. Yeah, like, <laughs> and I'm like, oh. Yeah. No. I like you. I like, like you like from, yeah. from 40 feet rather than like normal Kermit or if I was yeah. like meeting an actual human. Yeah. That I, Kermit, I might, no, never. I was going to say I might let them kiss me on the forehead. I would. Yeah. I don't, I don't I think, would. I think the only, I think the only Muppet that I would not let my, like let them kiss me on the forehead is the scary wolf dog that I don't know his name because he's too scary. <laughs> but if he asked nicely... This says <laughs> this says a lot about you as a person and what you're into. We're gonna close that lid of that box on our family friendly podcast. <laughs> My mom listens to this. 
also <laughs> latest review from my mom. I love how much you talk about your family. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't know if my family has ever... Uh, <laughs> my brain went a mile a minute, and I was like, I don't know if my family has listened to the podcast, but they have. <laughs> um, um, I don't know if my family has actively watched... Uh, Muppets Treasure Island. Mm-hmm. So if they've listened to, I like they're gonna listen to this episode and they're gonna have to watch it if they haven't because they would definitely enjoy it. I swear my mom has like a wiretap on me. She just message you. Yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, with all that being said, we've 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 said our favorite Muppets, we've talked about all the different bits, we've talked about how much heart this movie has, our favorite songs. What's your rating of this movie? On a scale of Muppets Now to Muppets Christmas Carol. Because I'm also trying to think, we gave Muppets Mayhem like a collective nine, I think, right? Like somewhere nine or nine and a half. Nine it was nine. very high. Mu- Muppets, Muppets Mayhem is... It's setting a new standard for Muppets items. Modern Muppets. Modern Muppets yeah. items. So like now that we're like we're in this transition of looking at past Muppet stuff, now we have that to also consider as well. I'm gonna give it like a six. Wow. That low. Yeah. Mm, maybe like six and a half. Okay. I mean six, six and a half. What why why would you say six, six and a half? I'm just trying to be, I'm, we're still so early into the reviewing process. I'm trying to set benchmarks and realistic expectations. So if we can say that like, this is kind of like high middle, then we can base other things around it. Okay. It is not one. So and like back to, I don't vividly remember watching this as a child. It's Probably not one that I will watch again within the next year. Okay. But if somebody were to be like, hey, I really want to watch... Like, if you in a couple months were like, hey, I really want to watch this again, would I sit down and watch it with you? Yeah, and I'd probably enjoy it, but it's not something that I'm going to actively rewatch. Okay. I, I can see that. I think for me, because of how much I truthfully enjoy all the music except for, like, one song, mm-hmm. which I can't say is the case for Muppet's Christmas Carol because I love all those songs, and there's not, like... No skips. There's, not, there's no skips all in that. The story, the story works. The, like, you know, everything about that movie is just pure, perfect Muppet. Um, this movie slips through the cracks in some of those areas, but I think it's... On the higher end, because I agree, I think we need to be setting like sort of like a, a establishing like zero to ten mm-hmm. scale. Um, but I still think it's like I think it's a seven point five, okay. maybe maybe an eight. Um, because I don't I don't think it surpasses Muppets Mayhem for yeah. me. Um, so I do have to put it on that lower scale. But I know that eventually we're going to be looking at stuff like it's going to get hard. It's go- we're going to be start looking at stuff like. Muppets from Space and mm-hmm. like some of these television specials and all these different things that like are not universally as loved um, that are probably going to get a lower ranking. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I, I think I give it like a 7.5. Yeah. No, that's, that's, you, you, you also have a lot more like nostalgia for it than I do. That's fair. Yeah. So, and I mean, 
that truffle shuffle was. <laughs> I just needed that to. That was something I just, that I saw with my we eyes. We will. Today. We will eventually watch that specific, like the sing along yes. tapes at some point. And I know for a fact that that is somewhere in my house, okay. my or my my parents' house in Pennsylvania. So like, we will watch that at mm-hmm. some point. But yeah, the, the truffle shuffle is wild. It was. <laughs> yeah. But um, for everybody listening to this episode, let us know what you think. If you've yeah. watched uh, Muppets uh, Treasure Island, I almost called it Muppets Treasure Planet after <laughs> having our that conversation. Um, after watching Muppets Treasure Island, or if you want to revisit it and rewatch it, let us know what you think. Where does it rank on a scale of 0 to 10 on a scale of Muppets Now to uh, Muppets Christmas Carol? Let us know on our Facebook uh, at the Lovers Dreamers the Podcast or our Instagram at, at the Lovers Dreamers, Lovers Dreamers Lovers, Podcast. At Lovers Dreamers Podcast. Um, but yeah, until then, we will see you on the next episode of the Lovers of Dreamers, the podcast. Hooray! I don't know how Joey to Joey never knows how to end these I, things. I'm so bad at ending things. Okay, I press the button now. The Lovers, the Dreamers, the podcast has no affiliation with the Muppet Studio LLC or the Walt Disney Company. The views stated by the participants are theirs alone and do not represent the organizations or companies they happen to work for or be a subsidiary of. Thanks for listening, and you'll hear us next week.